You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Happy Thanksgiving Day from Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. Series X and Channel 80, as well as ESPN2, presented by Progressive Insurance. Anytime a guest stops by to hang out with us, they hear thanks to the Goodyear Hotline. I am Freddie Coleman. Now, normally, I'm, I can do shows by myself, but on a day like today, we're not just going to have, like, Freddie Coleman solo. It's going to be like the Coleman crew. We have Mike Tannenbaum in the first hour, and now we got my boy Harry Douglas, who played in the NFL from 2008 through 2017. Now does a great job at ESPN Football Analyst, and he's going to join me. As a matter of fact, Harry Douglas and I, when he first came on my show, I said, dude, when are you going to be working for us? And then months later, here he is now a co-worker as, uh, when it comes to ESPN. Hey, brother, happy Thanksgiving to you and yours, Harry. How are you doing today? Appreciate it, man. Happy Thanksgiving to you, Ian. Man, I'm glad to be on with you, my brother. Hell Listen, yeah. it's, 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 it's Thanksgiving morning. See, yeah. people, let me tell you about people for a second before okay. we even get started. Like, right. It's Thanksgiving. You're not supposed to be working on Thanksgiving. I always worked on Thanksgiving my entire life. <laughs> you know what it is? I tell people all the time when we work here, if I could have a slogan for ESPN Radio, I'd say ESPN Radio beats working because you get a chance to talk sports. I mean, come yeah. on now. I mean, on Thanksgiving Day, you get ready for three NFL games that are going to happen. We don't have it any – no one has it any better than us. And one of those teams playing on Thanksgiving Day, the Buffalo Bills against the New Orleans Saints, I don't, I'm not going to use the word free fall, Harry, when yeah. it comes to them. But I really wonder how much this team is starting to feel the pressure – and not just with the Patriots in their division, but a team like the Kansas City Chiefs, who seem to be back. The Indianapolis Colts who put it on them on Sunday. I wonder how they're going to deal with that because if they lose to the Saints, then we may be able to use those words free fall when it comes mm-hmm. to the Buffalo Bills. Uh, I'll say this, and I'm going to start last year when it comes to the Buffalo Bills, right? And a lot of people thought I was crazy because I have a lot of friends that are Buffalo Bills fans, but I told them in the losses that they acquired last year, the common denominator for me was their quarterback, Josh Allen, right? He didn't make all the throws. He wasn't that accurate. He was trying to do too much, taking sacks in that AFC championship game when he just threw threw the football away. That was the common denominator for me. And they didn't have not one 100-yard rusher in every game last year. Fast forward to this year, right? Everybody talking about, oh, the defense, D-line got to be better. Listen. Run game got to be better? Of course, the run game has to be better. Fast forward to this year. The run game has not been there. Yeah, you had about one or two games where the run game was, was uh, prolific. But then again, all the other games, you're, you're leaning on Josh Allen to be your rusher. Now, in their last four games, Ian, your last four games, right? They're two and two. You, know, you want to know how many interceptions Josh Allen has in the last four games? How many? Six. Oh, boy. Six. But see, people scared to talk about that. But see, I, I'm not scared to talk about that because I understand he signed that multi-million dollar deal. But I need the guy you just gave all that money mm-hmm. to not be the reason why you're losing. It's a you fair, know what I mean? Yeah. Or, and, and the reason why you're not uh, where you want to be. 
But they can't keep leaning on Josh Allen as well yep. mm-hmm. to be the leading rusher. That's not going to work because when you play teams like Tennessee who are physical, yep. when you play teams like the Colts who are physical, and even the Jacksonville Jaguars, mm-hmm. you're going to mm-hmm. lose games like that because it's too much finesse. Too much finesse. Yeah, and you're right. And here's something else based on what you just said regarding the three. their three losses. Really, they're four losses. The Steelers were a more physical team in the second half. They were yep. able to get a couple plays in special teams. They won an opening day when Buffalo had a lead. Then the Titans, 34-31. to 31. They can make all the fuss they want about calls at the end of the game. So be it, you still lost. But the Jacksonville Jaguars, to me, that was disturbing. And I know the NFL is a second-by-second league, Harry. We know that more than ever before, especially in modern football. But when the Jacksonville Jaguars team, having their kind of turmoil, were more physical than you and punched you in the mouth and you took a step back and you lose 9-6, to six, and then you get the blood beaten out of you on Sunday by the Indianapolis Colts that way 41-15, to 15, to me, I wonder how much the Buffalo Bills looked at their press clippings when they destroyed Kansas City 38-20, to 20, and they probably believed, you know what, we're ready. We're going to be the big dogs in the AFC. And now they're getting everybody else's best shot, and since that game, they lost three out of their last five games. And it should have been, it should have been to, the, to, the, to the point with Sean McDermott and Brian Dable. They should have met with each other and, and, and just said this, you know what, we, we, we notice a problem. Mm-hmm. We got to fix this problem now, right now in the middle of the season or earlier than that, towards the beginning of the season, before we start getting late into November, December. Because no, late November, December, that's where you want to be playing your best brand of football because you're getting ready for the playoffs. Now they have let the New England Patriots jump them, and they still have to play the Patriots twice. Twice, and then they have New Orleans today on Thanksgiving Day. Now, New Orleans is kind of down with Trevor Simeon. He's been horrible. I mean, horrible, horrific. <laughs> and yeah. I kind of like it because, you know, I'm from Atlanta. You know the rivalry that we have with that, with, with never, that state. Just with never that ends state. with you, does it? Never. Yeah. Jeez. So, but, but they have Mark Ingram. I don't, I don't know if Alvin Kamara is going to be playing, but they're going to try to run the football to protect the quarterback. Because that quarterback situation in New Orleans is, 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 so, is so horrific right now. So they better be ready and put the strap on that helmet today because New Orleans is going to try to be physical as well. You know they're going to be physical defensively. Mm-hmm, no doubt about that, especially after not being physical to the Philadelphia, yeah. Philadelphia Eagles and how they lost last week on the road. No doubt about that. Harry Douglas, great following Twitter, HDouglas83, ESPN NFL analyst. Joining me, Freddie Coleman on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max coming to you live from the Heineken River Deck at Pier 17 and also in Bristol, Connecticut on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Series X and Channel 80, as well as ESPN2. Switching gears here when it comes to the Kansas City Chiefs because you're right. They are facing that pressure meeting the Buffalo Bills and the New England Patriots. They got a five-game winning streak, and all of a sudden, that conversation has really taken center stage the Buffalo Bills. Are they going to be able to not just win their division? But now the conversation, Harry, can shift about getting into the playoffs. You're not just dealing with the Patriots. You're dealing with teams in the AFC North competing for those spots if you don't get in. But now the Chiefs seem to be back. And people can say, schedule this and schedule that. I don't want to hear it. Nobody was saying that about the Chiefs and their defense four weeks ago. Four weeks later, it has completely changed the tone. I'm not going to say that they're back. I'm going to say that they look like the team I thought I was going to see just in a different way, Harry. What about you? Yeah, yeah, I think so too, man. You see that. And and I looked at the Dallas Cowboys game. Now, granted, they were without Amari Cooper, the left tackle, and some other players. Okay, but listen, that's not their fault. Right. You, You only play against who's on the football field. But I seen the aggressive man press coverage, right? Because I thought going into that game, like, ooh, man. I don't know if the Chiefs are going to be able to play man coverage the way they've been playing it all year mm-hmm. uh, with Steve Spagnoli and, and Blitz. And, and Dak was good against the Blitz the entire year, too, uh, that game against um, the Kansas City Chiefs. But 
Sneed, those boys and company, man, Tyron Matthew. Then you looked at Chris Jones, how dominant he was. Mel- Melvin Ingram is making a difference on that football team right now defensively. Those guys were playing a physical brand, a man-press defense. And then every time you seen Dak trying to make a check, I remember one play, man, you seen um, Sneed and Ward talking to each other in the secondary. Hey, hey, mm, 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 mm-hmm. whatever, whatever. Yeah. And, and they changed what they were going to play based off what Dak was checking. And they kept checking to those Green Bay screens. You know Aaron Rodgers, throw it to the little guy in the flat, mm-hmm. let the, other, let the uh, other receivers block. They kept checking to that and getting off the field on third downs. But I think, like I said, you want to be playing your best brand of football the end of November, December. And right now, the last six games, the Chiefs are 5-1. and one, And you're right, they're not back. They they just they're living up to the standards that we expected them to play like they were the last three years. Real quick, a, a big factor to me, I thought Patrick Holmes when he stopped trying to hit home runs all the time. You got a guy in Travis Kelsey that can have he can give what I call the long shorties. You give him a short pass, he can be a long game. And now you can hit those big plays down the field and come to Tyreek Hill. That was always a big staple of the Kansas City offense, that long shorty where you get the ball to Travis Kelsey and all of a sudden the five-yard game becomes a 15, 20-yard game. And then when you go for those kill shots, then Tyreek Hill has man-on-man coverage. But I thought getting 87 back involved and taking advantage of those long shorties really has started this whole four-game winning streak in favor of the Kansas City Chiefs. I agree with you because a lot of people don't understand. Like in the NFL, they think uh, a lot of – 40 and 50 yard plays come bef- uh, come because the ball is in the air. A lot of them yeah. come from like five and six yard passes being turned into that. And I, and I thought Patrick Mahomes is doing a great job, especially the Raiders game. When I watched that game, he did a great job of getting his backs involved early yep. and not forcing things down the football field that builds momentum and confidence. Not saying that Patrick Mahomes lost confidence, but that gives you more confidence as a quarterback when you see that ball being completed and your running backs are getting positive yardage. Now it opens up a lot of other things because the defense has to defend that as well. Great stuff by Harry Douglas, ESPN NFL analyst. Like I mentioned, great follow on Twitter, HDouglas83. Join me, Freddie Coleman, on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. We're going to do three things with Harry Douglas. Number one, we're going to have him pick games this today, three games in the NFL. Number two, he's going to fill in the blank whether he likes it or not. And number three, what is on the Harry Douglas table as a Thanksgiving dish that he needs to have that if it's not there, there will be problems in the Douglas household. That's next on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Series X and Channel 80, and ESPN2. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus... Their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hey, Sean, Jay, Will, and Max. I'm Freddie Coleman on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Series X and Channel 80, as well as ESPN 2. Got my man Harry Douglas hanging out with us, ESPN football analyst. He's here. Thanks to the Goodyear hotline. And, oh, yeah, I'm going to make sure he gives us his pick when it comes to the Thanksgiving dish that has to be on his table. 
But we're going to do take your pick first with all the NFL games, three of them happening today. Lions and Bears get it started. Cowboys and Raiders in the middle. And then you got the end of Bills and the Saints. By the way, real quick, Harry, Jason Fitz hit me up and he texted me. He said, if we're not nice to his Raiders today, he's going to mail a bag of poop to each of our houses. So you know that his team is in for it right now. Listen, he already know that I have deers pooping all over my yard anyway. We talked about this. I blew my I blew the leaves off my, my grass yesterday, and I'm like, God, I've seen like four different versions of poop. I said, what the hell kind of animals do I have out here? Four different versions, man. You, you have animals that are like, look, we were here first. Our ancestors were here first. Just because you moved into our territory doesn't mean that we just got to move out the way look, and make no, sure you're no comfortable. No lie. I seen a coyote one day Uh-oh. in my backyard. Really? Yes. Uh-uh. Mm-mm. Nope. Crazy. No, thank you. If, almost, I almost got it. You know what I mean. <laughs> nope, no, thank you. If coyotes are joining the party at the dinner table, nope, no, thank you. Let, let's just move on from that and go to the Fordham Coyote, known as Patrick Costello. He's going to give us the games, and we're going to take our pick. We do that right now on Keyshawn J. Will and Max. Uh, we're the Rams, thanks, Freddie. But uh, we'll start. <laughs> I know you're the Rams. Bears at Lions. <laughs> Although Coyote, Fordham Coyotes sound better now. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to change the nickname of your school now. That's what I'm going to do. Uh, Bears at Lions, Harry. Who you like in this one? Oh, man, don't hurt my eyes. Do I have to watch it? But I guess I do because I work. <laughs> Let me see. I'm, I'm going to go with the Bears. Um Jared Goff, he's coming off that uh, oblique um, strain, and I don't know how that's going to be, but the Bears, they, they play tough, they play hard. I mean, excuse me, the Lions, they play tough and they play hard, but I just think the Bears are going to overcome their toughness in the way they play and win this game on Thanksgiving Day. Can we stop having the Lions play on Thanksgiving? Can we switch no. that up, NFL? Please. No. You know what? I don't mind the Lions winning everybody's appetite because after you see them play, then you're ready for food and you're ready for some other games. So I think the Lions need to stay on Thanksgiving Day as long as that's the first game. But, Harry, I'm with you. I can't see the Lions being 1-9-1, and even though no. the Bears have Andy Dalton starting at quarterback. And it's a real shame that Khalil Mack is not going to be out there playing out for the rest of the season with an injury. Well, Khalil Mack, Danny Trevathan, they have yeah. so many injuries on their team right yeah. now. It's crazy. But if anything, if you're Akeem the Bears. Hicks, he's not going to be out there. He's not going to be out there either. Yeah. But if you're the Bears, play for your coach. Save Matt Nagy's job. Save Matt Nagy's job. Because oh, they don't fool with that man. Like they don't fool with Matt Nagy. Yeah, you know what it is though. At least save his job past Thanksgiving Friday. Well, play don't for make it, at least yeah, play for your name on the back. Play for yourself right. at least. Either play way, for your family. But, 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 but for today, make sure it's not a really a Black Friday for Matt Nagy as the head coach of the Bears because we know if they lose to the Lions today, he's going to be gone by Friday morning. So Bears, if you care about your coach for at least one more game, win it for him. They're going to do that. I like the Bears winning this game, although just like last week when they played the Browns, it is going to be a close game between these two. You want to know what those players are saying? What? Captain Kurt, I ain't saving you. Don't save. Project Pack, don't save him. He don't want to be saved. Don't (laughs) save him. Wow. Well done. Can't save him. Can't save him, man. Uh, You know, hey, you're right. You can only save those who can save themselves. I get it. I clearly understand it. It's going to be a real awkward dinner if they lose. That's all I got to say. Oh, yep. yeah, really awkward. Take your pick. Brought to you by Napa at Napa. When it comes to serving you, their motor never quits. From next day deliveries and curbside pickup to get involved in lo- to getting involved in local communities, that's Napa know-how. Raiders at Cowboys, Harry. Take your pick. I'm going to go with the Cowboys in this one. Sorry, Fitz. I love you. You're my boy. But for some reason, y'all seem to be playing a – 
terrible brand of football right now. Y'all have lost the last three games. You really needed that game last week versus the Bengals. And not only have y'all lost these games, the only close one was against the Giants. But yep. then again, it's the Giants y'all lost to. And Derek Carr was interception prone in that game. So I'm going to go with the Dallas Cowboys. The Cowboys, they're still trying to get that number one seed. In the NFC right now, that belongs to Arizona. So I think they win on Thanksgiving Day, and Jerry is happy, and he's up in the suite and enjoying <laughs> life and smiling and, for some reason, kissing grown people in the mouth. And <laughs> Yeah, what's up with gotta, that, by the we way? We got to get rid of that, Jerry. You're too grown for that now. Yeah, what's up with the Jones family? What's up with that, by the way? I'm all for family love and caring about your family, but that's just creepy with it's the Jones nasty, family. Freddie, it's nasty. I was being kind. It is Thanksgiving. You know, I was trying to be kind there a little bit. I wasn't going to go to the... just his family. It's Thanksgiving. What? Yeah, but come on now. I mean, men kiss each other in the mouth and the Jones Kissing grown-ups in that? the mouth. <laughs> Seriously. That's what? not your wife. Yeah, even... Th- right. Even then. Uh, anyway, I'm with you oh, when it comes yeah, to the Cowboys. Right? Yeah, when it comes to the Cowboys, I'm with you. Now, I wonder how much that Derek Carr could be playing for his job. And I hate to say that, but... If you're the Las Vegas Raiders, with everything that's gone on with John Gruden that happened in the past, and when he gets canned, and now you're trying to override that, the Henry Ruggs the third situation, that tragic situation. But also, I wonder, Derek Carr's been the one stabilizing force, Harry, that's kind of kept this team from really losing their collective religion. And I wonder how much he could be playing for his job, which is not fair to him because I think he's a really good quarterback. But yeah, you have to wonder, the Las Vegas Raiders may think about starting over. This free fall continues, and they have lost them before, which I think is going to happen to the Dallas Cowboys. That's going to be and interesting I, and, 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 and I really like Derek Carr, man. He's a good dude. Uh, yeah. A guy who can play the game of football. In the last three games, though, he's had four interceptions. You can't, can't, can't win football games in the National Football League, turn it over, give me your opposing extra possessions. You just can't. Yeah, no doubt about that. He's Harry Douglas, ESPN NFL Insider. Joining me, Freddie Coleman and Keyshawn, J. Will and Max on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app series, XM Channel 80 and ESPN2. Thanks to Progressive Insurance. Say when you bundle auto, home, or motorcycle insurance, all you got to do is visit Progressive.com. That is Progressive.com. What's the last game, Pat? Look, before we go there, if you guys see a brown paper bag that's on fire on your doorstep, do not step on it. That'll be from Jason. Yes. But- oh, don't worry. I've, I've already <laughs> called the authorities. They're going to handle that. Uh, last one, Bills at Saints. Harry, who you uh, taking in this one? This is easy for me. We all know that I live in Atlanta. We all know the hate that people in Atlanta have for the New Orleans Saints. Now, if they were playing a great brand of football, then I might have to call a spade a spade. But unfortunately, they're not. So it's even better for me on Thanksgiving morning. So I'm going with the Bills. But I think this is a must win for both teams. Uh, For the Bills, you talk about winning the, the AFC East and want to get back in first place there. For the Saints, you talk about that wild card spot. They're still in the contention. And let me tell you what's crazy, Freddie. I predicted before the season that the Saints wouldn't make the playoffs. Okay. A lot of people, I had a lot of people send me some hateful tweets, some hateful tweets. And you know where they were from. They were from that boot state. But (laughs) I didn't pay them no mind. I just said to myself, okay, we're going to see if the Saints are going to make the playoffs. But I literally said before the season that I didn't think the Saints were going to make the playoffs. Not just because – of the rivalry and the hate that we have in Atlanta for that state, for that team. I just looking at the the X's and O's, looking at the roster and looking at things that I didn't think they were going to make the playoffs. And right now they're five and five and they don't have good quarterback play. We're really seeing how much Jameis really mattered on this football yep. team. Are we, are we not? Absolutely. For everyone thought that Jameis wasn't, wasn't the guy for this football team. We're really seeing right now how much he truly did mean to the New Orleans Saints. Harry, it's like you're in my head because I don't believe for one second there would be a team involved in a three-game losing streak if he was still the quarterback. And Trevor Simeon is a nice backup. He is the Chase Daniel of the National Football League right now. 
But yep. that's a guy that you can't allow to be out there and win you games after one game. He was able to do it in a relief role when they beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Give him a lot of credit for that. But he's a check-down quarterback. And more than ever before, in that Saints offense, you've got to push the ball. That's why they're hoping that Taysom Hill can get on this team and be the quarterback at a certain point in the regular season. And as far as I'm concerned, that may be too late. I'm with you. I think the Buffalo Bills, they know what kind of pressure they're dealing with, not just in their division from the Patriots, but all those other AFC teams that they're now competing with for AFC spots to get into the playoffs. They're going to go out there. They won't run the football. Josh Allen's going to be their running game. But the defense will play a little bit better, and it'll be a lot better with Trevor Simeon, the quarterback. I'm with you. It's going to be four straight losses for the Saints. The Bills break that losing streak. They will not lose that game today because if they lose, then the Buffalo Bills are going to be really in a lot of trouble. Oh, yes. Yeah, real quick, it, the Douglas household, we got the turkey, we got the ham, we got the meats. What is the other dish that has to be in the Douglas house on Thanksgiving on that table? Or there will be problems if it's well, not Freddy, there. I got to stop you first. We're not eating no damn turkey in my house. Okay. We ain't no turkey. What, what, what's on the table? What's no the meat on the table? nasty turkey. What's wrong See, with we turkey? Gonna, we're going to have some. And, and, and I'm going to give a shout out to my parents first because my dad and mom called me and was like, hey, we know you normally cook on Thanksgiving, but oh, we're yeah. going to cook this year because nice. we know you're going to be working and you're grinding. I said, oh. Thank God for my parents. Yeah. But we have, man, we have oxtails and mm. rice. Ooh. We have uh, baked chicken. We have ham. We have ribs. We have homemade. The only thing I am going to make, I told them I'm going to uh, make the yams. Okay. We got homemade macaroni and cheese, okay. collard greens, green beans. I'll be over at 430. Sweet potato pie, homemade banana pudding. We have it all, but we're not eating no nasty turkey. <laughs> we ain't no nasty turkey. You know what that means, Harry. If you're not eating the turkey, that means more money. That's me more turkey at the Coleman household. That's how I look at it. Yes, sir. <laughs> so, so that's the table. So that's if it's if that baked chicken is not on the table, oxtail, then it's a problem. That's what you're telling oh, me. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Just making sure. Just keep oh, yeah. it. Just keep an eye on things. Oh, pot roast. We got some pot roast too. See, I'm not a pot roast fan. I'm a not, big pot roast guy. Not, not a pot roast fan. I, see, that means more for you from that standpoint instead of and less for me. <laughs> Oz, appreciate you, brother, man. Have a happy Thanksgiving, Harry. Thanks a lot. Nah, thank you, Freddie. Oh, man. Great stuff by Harry Douglas, ESPN Football. And it's like I mentioned, great follow on Twitter, HDouglas83. Joining me, Freddie Coleman here on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, as well as ESPN2. You can reach us anytime you want. You can do that on Twitter at ESPN Radio and at Coleman ESPN. And don't forget the phone number as well. Be a part of Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Nation at Triple H, say ESPN, 888-729-3776. So we're going to do a little fill in the blank because, you know, that's just how we do when it comes to that. And we got plenty to say right now as we do a little fill in the blank. My man Pat Costello will throw it at me, and I don't know what he's going to throw at me. I'm just going to fill in the blank, whatever he throws out there. We do that right now. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max on ESPN Radio and ESPN2. Freddie, the four teams you want to see make the college football playoff are? Georgia, Ohio State, Cincinnati, and Alabama, because I want to see what the matchups are going to be. And I, for the longest time, the college football playoff committee, they were trying to find so many different excuses to keep Cincinnati out. It was like, oh, they don't play in a Power 5 conference. We don't like their uniforms. We can't stand their school. Whatever excuse they were trying to find. But they had no choice to make sure that they were going to be in the top four. The minute that Oregon got, got the stones beaten out of them by Utah, they couldn't come with any other excuses to keep Cincinnati out. And I believe this. Plenty of people in that college football playoff committee don't believe that if Cincinnati gets into the playoff that they'll be able to stand a chance against any other three teams. They seem to forget the fact that last year in the, in the Sugar Bowl that they gave Georgia all they could handle. So those are the four teams I would love to see. Georgia, Ohio State, 
Alabama, and Cincinnati in the college football playoff. So yesterday, Key like yelled about why he doesn't want to see Notre Dame make it. Where are you on Notre Dame? If Notre Dame deserves to be there, they should be there. You know what the problem is when people say that about Notre Dame? Because they go back to the two times that they've been in the college football playoff and they got destroyed by Clemson and destroyed by Alabama. So that's in people's minds when it comes to Notre Dame. It's a far different playoff this year than it was the other two years that they were in it. If they deserve to be there, if they have a better record and a better resume than anybody else, then if they get boat race, they get boat race. But I'm not going to use past events to current events when it comes to Notre Dame or anybody else. The best team in the NFC is blank. Fill that in, Freddie. Ooh, that's a good one. That's I'm what I'm say, here for. I'm, well done by you, number one. I'm going to say it's the Arizona Cardinals, and it's not just because of their record. They haven't had their quarterback, Kyler Murray, the last three games. They went two out of the last three games with Colt McCoy. That shows depth. That shows toughness mentally and physically. And Cliff Kingsbury, wasn't he supposed to be the guy that, well, why are they hiring that guy? That guy's been a pretty damn good NFL coach, especially the last couple of years. They've gotten him to players, and our man Steve Kimes done a terrific job as a general manager. You bring in an A.J. Green. You get a J.J. Watt. You bring in those guys and also to fortify Kyler Murray, your quarterback position. James Conner, the running back, has been a revelation for this football team. But just the way that they play, you want to play in a fist fight kind of game, 16 to 13, they can win that. You want to play in a firefight kind of game, they can win that as well. I know you can make a case for the Cowboys and the Packers and the Buccaneers, but I'm going to take the Arizona, right now, I'll take the Arizona Cardinals. I believe they're right now the best team in the NFC and not just because of their record. Let's flip it. The best team in the AFC is? I'm going to say the Kansas City Chiefs. Everybody should be scared of that team in the AFC now because if they're going to play defense like that and if Patrick Mahomes has been able to figure out, oh, you want to give me a seven-yard completion on third and six? You want to give me a five-yard completion on third and four? Then I'm going to keep those chains moving. I'm going to stack first downs. And you know what else you do? You not only give confidence back to your quarterback, but now your defense is not playing many snaps. They can really go out there and they can play loose. And if Chris Jones plays like that the rest of the year, He's going to make everybody else better because now he's going to command double and triple teams. That means you get a free run in the running game. You get a free run in the passing game. And plus, they tell the biggest, baddest boy in the NFL jungle, known as Patrick Mahomes. For me right now, and I know Patriots won five in a row, but that Chiefs team is more dangerous because of who they are and what they become again. Right now, they're the best team in the AFC. The LeBron James-Isaiah Stewart incident was fill-in-the-blank. Entertaining because – in the old days, in days of old when the Knicks were bold and, you know, the championships were not invented for them, they let guys fight. Guys would have brawled. I would have loved to have seen what would have happened if they allowed people not to get in the way of that. And Isaiah Stewart, he was not having it. Then we saw blood in his eye. He wanted to be that bounce at the club at the end of the night. He just wanted to throw everybody out. Just throwing everybody out of the club. But LeBron wasn't backing down either. In the old days, they'd have let those two have added. In new days, with too many guys AAU each other and they're pounding and dapping, that was not going to happen. And that's the money ticket in the NBA when it comes to LeBron James. I thought it was comical because so many people got in the way. I wonder how many guys wanted to say, I wonder what would happen if those two actually had a chance to get after each other and how that was going to end. That was entertaining. Not just so much the potential fight, but everybody getting in the middle of that to make sure a fight was not going to happen. It might have been a better fight than Bud Crawford versus Sean Porter. Uh, hey, Bud Crawford's no joke, man. <laughs> nah, lies, 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 and more he's lies. He's a bad man, to quote our esteemed colleague, Stephen yes. A. Smith. Uh, the next coach of the Chicago Bears should be fill in the blank. Hmm. If I'm the Chicago Bears, the next coach of that football team should be Kellen Moore, the offense coordinator of the Dallas Cowboys. 
We've seen what he's been able to do with that offense and with Dak Prescott. And even when Dak Prescott got injured last year, Andy Dalton played pretty well in the couple of games for the Dallas Cowboys. And before Kellamore gets away and goes somewhere else, because he was this close to being the Eagles head coach before they decided Nick Sirianni, who's done a really good job lately with that football team. But if I'm the Chicago Bears and I got a guy in Justin Fields as my quarterback, I need a guy that can get the most out of him. And that guy in Dallas, he can dial up some plays, Kellamore. Even last week, when they didn't have C.D. Lamb and Amari Cooper, they were a couple of plays away from really turning that game against the Kansas City Chiefs if the offensive line could have been better blocking. That would be the guy I would go after first on the Chicago Bears. Someone that's going to make your quarterback better, knows how to dial up plays, and then you find the right general manager if it's not going to be Ryan Pace. That, 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 that could work with the Chicago Bears. If not him, Brian Dayball, the offensive coordinator of the Buffalo Bills, who's done a fantastic job with Josh Allen. Those would be my two leading choices right now if I'm a Bears football team going after both of those guys who have NFL pedigrees and have done great jobs with young quarterbacks. The most under-the-radar team in the NFL right now is who, Freddie? The Indianapolis Colts because their ability to run the football. And how about the research of the Carson Wentz? And give Frank Reich a lot of credit because Darius Leonard, that, that's what, if he's not the best linebacker in the NFL, then show me who's playing better than him at the linebacker position. That kid from South Carolina State just gets after it. You never have to take him off the field. But that running game, you're starting to hear Jonathan Taylor's name being mentioned a lot, being an MVP candidate, although I don't think he's going to win it because they don't like running backs in this day and age in any, any level of football. But Carson Wentz playing that way, that offensive line has been really, really good. Jonathan Taylor running the football, that team's won three in a row. That's a team to keep an eye on the AFC South because the Colts believe that they can win that division, even though the Titans are ahead of them. Although we're going to find a lot about this team. They play the Buccaneers. That's going to be a fun game on Sunday. That's an under-the-radar game that a lot of people should be taking, out, taking care of. But after that, Texans, Patriots, Cardinals, Raiders, and Jaguars, they're not going to be a slight underdog or a, a, a total underdog. They could be a favorite in a couple of those games. Keep an eye on the Colts in the AFC South. They could be doing some things, especially if they get into the playoffs. All right, now the last two are the most important questions. Okay. The best Thanksgiving side dish is... Fill in the blank. Are we talking dessert side dish or just side dish? No, that, that's the next question. That's the next question. Okay. For <laughs> we'll me, well done. For now. I, I, I'm, I'm kind of skipping over from that standpoint. Uh, for me, the best side dish is macaroni and cheese. Whether it's my mother, Maddie Coleman's macaroni and cheese, or my wife, Denise Coleman's macaroni and cheese, they both get it in from that standpoint. A close second, my Aunt Marilyn Lomax makes great lasagna. We've had lasagna Thanksgiving, and her lasagna is the end-all, the be-all. But, yeah, that's the best side dish. My wife and my mother's macaroni and cheese, and my Aunt Marilyn's close second, her lasagna. This, can, this has been a controversy on this show. Do you go breadcrumbs on top of the macaroni and cheese? I'm not opposed to anything. It can, you can have a little burn on the side, a little bit, a little brown. You put some breadcrumbs, sometimes some panko breadcrumbs, breadcrumbs. I'm not opposed to that with macaroni and cheese. If it's good and it's baked and it's not doughy in the middle, I'm good with it. I thought Alan Yates was going to chime in because he hates breadcrumbs on it. All right, the yeah, important one. I'm just one. shocked. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have a conversation later. Just throwing that out there. <laughs> Off mic, Joan, for sure. Okay, I'm glad we got that Joan out the way. The best Thanksgiving dessert is? Still for me, a sweet potato pie. And my mom makes a fantastic sweet potato pie. But here's a dessert that I've loved since I was a kid that nobody really makes except my Aunt Lucibel, who lives up in Springfield, Massachusetts. She makes a double-layer Caramel icing cake, and it will make the angels weep how good it is. And usually my mom and dad go to visit them every Thanksgiving, and she really makes a cake for him and makes a cake for somebody else. 
But the first time I had that as a kid, caramel icing, double layer cake, I almost didn't want to breathe at the first time I ate that. My Aunt Lucy Bell makes a tremendous caramel icing cake. That sounds so, so dangerous. Uh, oh, it's dangerous in a good way. You know, if, if that's the way you're going to not live, that's how I want to die. How did Freddie Coleman die? Ate too much caramel icing cake from his Aunt Lucy Bell in Springfield, Massachusetts. That's how I want to die. That's how I want to go. But yeah, her cake, fat with sweet potato pie, definitely. But her caramel icing cake, tremendous. I know we got a break, but this has also been a controversy. Are you a pumpkin pie fan? Never been a pumpkin pie fan. Not opposed to it. The first time I had it was when I went to school in Pennsylvania, Manchester University. And that's really a, that's a, really a regional sectional thing. It really is. It, you know, we never had pumpkin pie in our family. That's not who we were. So the first time I tasted it, I'm like, okay, it's okay, but it's not sweet potato pie. Because once you have that, and you can flip it the other way. There are a lot of people like pumpkin pie that don't like sweet potato pie. So it's more of a family kind of regional thing from that standpoint. But yeah, now, I got, now I'm ready for some caramel icing cake from my Aunt Lucibel in Massachusetts. You can always hit us up on Twitter anytime you want. Be a part of the Dr. Pepper Twitter feed, my handle at Coleman ESPN, and also at ESPN Radio. So if you're at the New York Giants, who do you choose when it comes to the coach, the quarterback, and the GM? That's next on Keyshawn J. Will and Max on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Series X and Channel 80, and ESPN2. The Keyshawn J. Will and Max Podcast. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. Thanks for joining us on Keyshawn, J. Will and Max on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, ESPN2, and Sirius XM Channel 80. I'm Freddie coming in for the boys today. Always good to have a chance to chop up football. My man Bart Scott, who played in the NFL, now part of Barton Hunt each and every day on ESPN Radio, Monday through Friday from noon to 3 p.m. Eastern time. He's here thanks to the Your Hotline. Number one, Bart, for those who don't know, you got a great podcast with Rex Ryan. Let everybody know where they can find that. Oh, this organized chaos, man. Wherever you get your podcast, you can listen. It's a, it's a fun listen, man. Rex Ryan is unfiltered. I'm unfiltered. We're all unfiltered. A little crazy, a little organized, a little unorganized, a little yeah, chaotic. Yeah, yeah, nothing wrong with that. And you could really use that term when it comes to unorganized chaos when it comes to New York Giants. They fired Jason Garrett yeah. earlier this week as offensive coordinator. What are your thoughts, Bart, in terms of the future of this team? Because if he's the first to go, 
I get the sense that Dave Gettleman is next. What about Joe Judge and Daniel Jones? Where do you stand on the Giants' future as we see it right now? I tell you what, it's uncertain. Um, it depends on how Tish and Mara wants to run their organization. It seems like they uh, been stuck in a hot tub time machine going back in the day and understand that they had to hit, hit the refresh button and start running this organization You know the way that football operations are, are going now. When I say that, you talk about, well, why do they have uh, Jason Garrett? They got brought Jason Garrett in to kind of be an overseer to Joe Judge because he has skin in the game, so to, so to speak, because he was there with the organization before. Think about Dave Gettleman. They're never pushing it forward. They're always bringing people back that has ties to the old days, the good old days. Well, guess what? The good old days have been since 2012, and this is a proud organization, one of the flagship organizations, and you expect more out of them. The fact that they haven't you know, been to the, to the postseason and the fact that when you hear that they've had a worse record over the last five years than the Cleveland Browns mm. and the, the, the Cincinnati Bengals have the worst record in football, then that, that should raise some eyebrows that how we're going about business isn't working. They went from uh, McAdoo to Pat Shermer. Now, you know, maybe to Joe Judge. And it may be time to, to start off fresh, but that starts at the top with Dave Gettleman because he's picked in the top ten the last three years, yep. and he hasn't brought in that generational talent. Saquon Barkley is a good player, but he's no Christian McCaffrey. He hasn't lived up to expectations, now, be it because of the health. They haven't been able to develop the young quarterback. They pass on Tristan Wirth. They pass on Mekhi Becton to go get Andrews. And you look at about all the picks they had, are you going to trust Dave Gettleman with two picks in the top ten next year? I say no. But if you decide to change the general manager, what does that mean about the coach? Right. Yeah, that's a great point. By the way, Bart Scott from Barton Hahn here on Keyshawn J. Will and Max and ESPN Radio. and Freddie coming in for the boys today. I've always been a big believer in Barton. You and I have talked about this more than a couple of times, that if you're going to keep your coach but move on from your general manager, then you got to have him part of the process. And that can be a problem because right. now you give the coach that kind of power that he has power over the general manager. That didn't work for the New York Jets. So what do the what should the Giants actually do? And you said they should start things over. But if they don't, they keep Joe Judge. Then what for the New York Giants part? I don't think you, you – you, I think you hire your general manager first, right? you got to have the person that's going to be able to have a long-term vision. You know, Joe Judge is going to be thinking about himself and his coaching staff. You know, so, I mean, listen, go hire Lewis Riddick. Let Lewis Riddick come in and bring in who mm-hmm. he wants to bring in. Start over fresh. Somebody that has a great perspective or somebody like Lewis Riddick, right? I mean, you look at, you know, some of the young candidates. When you talk about if you're going to make a decision on Daniel Jones – I mean, you have Eric the Enemy out there. You have Byron Leftwich out there, and you also have you know the hot name out there, Kellen Moore. Um, that's a, you know, those are ways to not only weaken people within your division, but also strengthen yourself, right? And that's yeah. usually how you break down dynasties. And if Tampa's a dynasty right now, then you take Leftwich and you try and, and, and weaken that that program, or you take Kellen Moore and try and weaken that program, which is directly within your division, or you get Eric the Enemy, and maybe you have an opportunity to push this offense into the next generation into the next century so to speak you know when you think about all the weapons that they acquired on the outside not living up to expectations there are coaching candidates out there that are options you move on from joe judge i don't see or really hear of any quarterback candidates if you move on from daniel jones so if the giants keep daniel jones let's go the other way if they don't keep daniel jones and you bring in a new coach and a new general manager then who should be the first quarterback you're going to think about bart if daniel jones is not the guy for you as part of a new regime in new york Hey, man, I, I know that guy out there, um, you know, his wife may not want to be singing in the fish market anymore, you know, out there, Russell Wilson. She <laughs> might want to come to the big stage. What better place than to bring him to the NYC? 
and, and allow him to let Russ cook out here. Listen, yeah. they where there's smoke, there's fire. He had a list last year. You know that list. You know included the um, the, the the Raiders and included the Dallas Cowboys and I believe the Chicago Bears. You know those are all great markets for you know happy wife, happy life. But listen, <laughs> coming out to NYC, Russ would take over the town immediately because this is a football town. I know people love the Yankees and the Knicks, but if Russ came out here to cook, I mean, Sierra can have her, her pick. She can go host The Voice, radio, whatever she want to do. You know, she'll have everything she wants, and he'll have everything he wants as well when you think about the offensive weapons that he has on the outside um, and arguably just as equal as the same type of offensive line to protect him. I'm at Bart Scott, former NFL linebacker, now part of Barton Hunt, each and every day on ESPN Radio. Joining me, Freddie Coleman and Keyshawn, J. Will and Max. Real quick, real talk here. Why don't you like the page in that five-game winning streak? I mean, because oh, they, they fought paper champions, right? And it's, listen, it's not that I don't respect it. They'll have an opportunity to, to earn my respect if they beat the Tennessee Titans and the Buffalo Bills. Now, listen, what we've seen the kryptonite of the Buffalo Bills is is the fact that they built their team to, to beat the Kansas City Chiefs. The problem is you got to get to the Kansas City Chiefs. Mm-hmm. And it's three teams potentially that can play that rugged type of football, right. right, that we saw the Colts. We know that the Tennessee Titans can do that. We know the Baltimore Ravens are capable, but then they're flawed on the other side. But then the New England Patriots play the way that you struggle. So they're built old school. Like, in this league, was was old is new and was new is old. Where everybody's out there trying to get basketball players and trying to play in space, mm-hmm. you know, teams like the Colts, teams like the Titans, teams like the Ravens say, hey, man, I don't want to dance. I just want to punch you in the face. How about that? Let's see how you respond to that. And so they're in trouble because they're going to have to have an uh, identity check. We call it the real brother roll car, right? I need all, <laughs> hey, listen, what's your profession? Ahoo, ahoo, ahoo. Because you're going to have to step up because they're going to make this about your manhood. It ain't going to be about how fancy you are, how fast you can run. You know, you talk about, you know, Josh Allen throwing the ball, airing it out. Nah, you're going to have to get them tough yards in between the tackles, baby. That's how the game is supposed to be played. Hey, hey, Bart, always a pleasure catching up with you, bud. I mean, I'm sure Pages fans have wanted to make you public enemy number one, but I don't think it gets to say you don't worry about that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, I ain't worried about them problems, folks. They don't want no smoke. <laughs> exactly. Run up if you want to. Exactly. Happy Thanksgiving, brother. I'll talk to you soon. Hey, Sammy, you. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, 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 is right. Yeah, they, see, he knows the fat Albert. Bart Scott, like oh, I mentioned, that? has a great podcast that he has with, with um, Rex Ryan, his coach, when he with it together with the Baltimore Ravens and the New York Jets. Also on Barton Hunt each and every day on ESPN Radio from noon to 3 o'clock Eastern time. He joined us here thanks to the Goodyear Hotline. Yeah, it's going to be interesting when the Pagers take on the Titans and have a chance to play that kind of physical style against a guy, Mike Vrabel, who knows Bill Belichick very well when he played underneath him and coached underneath him. That'll be an interesting game. But right now, a five-game winning streak is a five-game winning streak when it comes to the Patriots. We're going to go back to two teams in the National Football League who may have openings when it comes to the GM and the coach and which job is better. That's next on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. And this is ESPN Radio. <laughs> the Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Podcast. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again 
by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L E C T R I C ebikes.com.